gather today, before we get into the scripture here in James, looking at faith and how our response to God's grace is in our life, just a few words, um, just be prepared, be aware. Um, if you can, pick up some extra water, fill up your car with gas. Um, having lived on the Outer Banks and been through many, many storms, and sometimes in terrible ways, I know the anxiety that comes with storms in life. But most of all, say a prayer. Pray for the people that will be impacted most likely on our Outer Banks and other places. We do not know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. So with that being said, let us look at the Word of God as the people of God found in James, the second chapter, um, starting at the eighth verse. And it reads, if you really keep the royal law found in the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you're, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. For whosoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, so do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, uh, but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because freedom is because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful Mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? So can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and it's daily food, and if one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, and keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical need, then what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, as it is not accompanied by actions, is dead. But some will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith So by what I do. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, help us to understand the brother of Jesus explaining the faith as it starts to take hold in the new world. A world now being defined by mercy and not judgment. The Christian faith is starting to spread throughout the lands of the ancient world, and here we find ourselves in this world today as beneficiaries of this faith. We are here because of work that has been done. We are here as a church, a church forged in a wilderness, a church forged out of the land. We are here because of all the work that has been done, and that work has been done through faithfulness. Lord, help us to be a people of faith that we may respond to your grace in a way that helps us to understand the life that we live. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the scripture, James is describing the early Christian's situation. The early Christian was facing a world that had changed because of Christ. Understand when Christ came into the world, the world went from darkness to light. Suddenly there's hope in the midst of hopelessness. Suddenly the weak are no longer weak. They can be strong by the strength of Christ. No longer do we face the lack of salvation. Now we have a cross which offers us salvation. 
So James, the brother of Jesus, is describing to these early Christians how do we go about utilizing, reaching out, using this newfound faith we have in a living God. Because up until that point, the people who were embracing the different faiths did not know the idea of a living God. All they knew was rule and regulation. All they knew was domination and the ideas of the ancient world. But here is this radical new belief that our God is a living God. Our God is an active God. And his son, Jesus Christ, has provided each one of us opportunity not only to be different, but to make a difference. And there's nothing like making a difference. I remember when it first started as a little whisper out on the ocean and Hurricane Irene was starting to come towards the Outer Banks. I had been through hurricanes, uh, having lived on the coast in the past, but never as the pastor in charge of a church in a direct line of a hurricane. And I had no idea what was in store and how it would change things, this storm that came. And it came, and it was a horrible experience. The wind, it blew, and it howled. The waters, they rose. And I wondered how in the world there could be such a force on earth like a hurricane. The hurricane waves are sometimes 40 to 80 feet high on average. The winds, they average from 75 miles an hour on up. It's not the wind you worry about in a storm on the coast. It is the water. The water is what's so destructive because once water starts moving, it can move everything. And I can tell you, I prayed. <laughs> I prayed when that storm came in. I prayed that God would deliver us and help us. And I knew at that point that I was just a man and God is God. It amazes me how people this day and age think they have more power than the power of the elements of the earth that we live upon. We give ourselves far too much credit. We need to know who we are and whose we are and how we belong to God. See, that's the same radical belief that James is telling the early Christians. What you have is unbelievable. You have a living God who is actively engaged in your life and in the life of the world. And he's describing how we are chosen by God. God has chose us. Now we believe in the idea of faith and how we believe, and that is the basis of our relationship. If a person decides to join a church, they indeed, in the front of your hymnal, you can read it. Uh, there's a ritual and you talk about what you believe in. You say that you do believe in the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Holy Scriptures, the Son of God, Jesus. But understand that that faith is a response to God's grace. God has already chosen us. And I can tell you right now, God didn't choose you just to leave you somewhere. God didn't choose you just to abandon you. God didn't say, you're my child, just to leave you out in the cold and, and thinking somehow you're not important. There, there are so many troubles in this land we live in. There are so many people who are broken by one thing and another. But God has chosen the believer. God has chosen the one who is faithful. And James is saying to these early Christians, God chose you, and in choosing you, God has given you this gift that you are now able to share with the world. And that gift must be shared with the world because being chosen is important. Um, I, was reading, I was reading about Steve Jobs. You know Steve Jobs? 
He was the founder of Apple. Remember Apple? Uh, well, not remember Apple. It's like, <laughs> it's like worth a trillion dollars now. But when Steve Jobs was in charge of Apple, um, he had a daughter named Lisa. He named a computer after her. But a recent book by Lisa and other family members shows that Steve Jobs was not a very likable man, not a very good man. In fact, um, he would tell his daughter he didn't even warn her that she was not important. It kind of makes you, you know, worry about your iPhone now and maybe your watch or, or whatever, uh, that somebody who could be so cruel to his own. But people I have found that are the most cruel are cruel to their own. Not cruel to strangers, or cruel to their own. Because they think somehow their own will forgive them or forget about it. But the truth is a wound is a wound. And only the grace of God can heal that wound. And here's this man who's been blessed by so much. And now he's passed and he's gone. But he's being remembered not being the good father. He's being remembered being the bad father who, who pushed his own daughter away and wouldn't even support her even though he had billions of dollars and how she had to grow up not being loved by her dad and now she's struggling with what that means. Well, do not worry, your Father in heaven loves you. There's no question about that love. God has not pushed us away. God has gathered us in. He has chosen us. I love any country song that talks about going home. In a I was listening to John Denver. You kids don't even know who John Denver is, do you? Rocky Mountain High, take me home, country road. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Some of you are going to be listening to that on the way back home today from church. Take me home, country road. I can't sing it now, but I can feel it. I can feel it. See, I love songs that talk about being gathered in, where you're called to come in, to be gathered in. Um... I love food bells, too. You know those little bells that you ring where it's time to eat? We need one of those in this church. So I'm, I'm going to put a mission out to somebody. God's going to touch somebody here today, and you're going to go and you're going to find that food bell, and we're going to hang it over here so we can ring that thing, and we can ring so people can know it's time to eat. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I know God is going to call somebody to do that because we need that. That ice cream, it'll melt if you don't eat it. If you sit there and stare at it and you wonder, is it good? It's going to be melted and gone. You got to eat it while it's cold. See, God has chosen us for a greater purpose. And that greater purpose is liberty. 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 God has liberated us. That's what James is telling the early church. He's saying that you've been liberated. You should feel free. Now, what are we liberated to do? Are we liberated to dance? Not me. I don't dance. I've never been a dancer. Are we liberated to do our own thing? Well, not me. I don't really know about doing my own thing. I do God's thing. See, what are we truly freed to be? First, who we are. We're children of God. We've been chosen. So James is telling the early church, you've got to realize that you've been chosen by God and you now have liberty to be who you are, to be the true person you are. See, that's what I, I, I just see it happening time after time that people are not being true to themselves and they're pretending 
They're living a lie instead of living the truth that God would have them live. See, he's saying that, that we're called to speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. In other words, this liberty gives us the ability to be who we really are. That's the thing about when you go home, you're able to let down your hair, you're able to be yourself. That is in a good situation, in a good home, with a good parent or good life. You're able to be comfortable. It's what's called now in this uh, you know, political correctness age, the safe zone. We're gonna make a safe zone. <laughs> Sisters and brothers, the only safe zone there is is in the hands and the arms of Jesus. Because when you're sitting there facing winds that are blowing in on you and you're sitting there and everybody's coming up to the church and the water's rising around wine cheese and you're on an island while this storm is indeed pounding you, uh, the only place you feel safe at that moment is in the arms of Jesus. See, that liberty is that freedom to run to God, not run away. Years ago, we took this trip to the Holy Lands. Me and my brother and some church groups went along and um, me and him got into an argument, uh, as you know, brothers sometimes do. Wasn't a theological argument. I think it was an argument over moose, over food. I just don't know what it was. It just—it was so odd, and we wouldn't speak to each other and things like that. And and uh, and he finally, my brother finally said to me. He just said, he said, "You don't know who you are." And I said, "I do." And he said, "No, you don't." And I said, "I do. I'm George Jerome Smith." He said, that's not what I'm talking about. I said, you asked me who I am, and that's who I am. I'm George Jerome Smith. I was named after daddy. You weren't. That's what I told him. <laughs> he said, that's not right. He said, why would you say that? And I said, because you're jealous, and you've always been jealous. I was named after daddy. And named after great-great-grandfather, George Washington Smith. We've got a lot of Georges in our family. I don't go by George. You know what George means, don't you? Farmer. Geo is earth, you're a farmer. I, I don't think I could be a farmer uh, too much. But I remember we had this discussion about identity and finally we reached a conclusion that we both loved each other. It took a while to figure it out. But we suddenly realized we loved each other and we loved each other in the name of Christ. We love each other because of Jesus. See, sometimes our earthly bonds get strained, but our heavenly bonds hold us more together. In other words, it is your spiritual family that binds you together. Not only your physical family, there's times your physical family will pull you apart. But depend on God and remember you belong to God's family. God loves you and he's giving us the liberty for that love. In other words, we have a freedom to love that the world does not have. And he describes this freedom as an action. In other words, it demands something to be done. The reason this church, Spring Hill, is so blessed is y'all working people. Y'all working people. Y'all pick up stuff, you put it away. Y'all working people. When I was talking to Mina and Leanna, they're over in Kuwait, and Kuwait's the richest nation on earth. They hire everything done, the Kuwaitis. They get paid all money. They don't have to lift a finger. They got room service for everything. They don't go and do anything. Everything's done for them by other people. 
See, they're not working people. The people they hire are the ones who work, but they don't work. And here they are getting uh, service, hand to foot, and the whole bit, they're getting service in a way that they somehow feel they're privileged. Well, our God doesn't bring us the blessing. He gives us the blessing, then expects us to carry it. The liberty he gives is not the liberty of saying I'm free, it's the liberty of being free. And we should be free to be who we are. You, you know, people, they say you don't have a right to do this, you don't have a right to do that, you got every right in the world. You want to pray, you pray. You pray before a test, you pray no matter what the situation is. If the boss or somebody else has trouble with it like they do this day and age, you say a prayer no matter where you are because you have liberty to do it. Since when do we think the government's going to control our morality and what's right and what's wrong? Because they sure don't do what's right and what's wrong. They wouldn't know it if it hit them side the head. Honestly. They think they can legislate morality. They can't legislate it. It's about the heart of the matter. It's about the person. We are a godly nation because we choose to be a godly nation. The reason America is blessed is because it chooses to walk in the way of the light. It's not saying it's continuing to do that because there's a lot of shadows in this land. There's a lot of selfishness in this land. It seems like things have gotten all topsy-turvy. But the fact is, as long as we have pews and as long as we have people, we have hope. As long as we have churches that are proclaiming the gospel of the Bible, we have hope. James is describing to the early church, you are called now to be free, and that freedom is to be merciful. Mercy is the key to Christianity. It's the thing that we have the world does not. The world doesn't show mercy. The world's like that Roman crowd when the gladiator would face the other gladiator and the emperor would look around and people would shout no and put their thumbs down and the emperor would put his thumb down and then the one gladiator would kill the other. But the Christian does not choose to put our thumbs down to the world. See, we have hope. And that hope isn't in the world. That hope is in Christ Jesus. That hope isn't in ourselves. It's in what God can do through us because God gives us a way to get out of the holes we find ourselves in. God gives us a way to find the way through it. People saying there's nothing we can do. Things are looking bad. This is happening. That is happening. The truth is as long as we have breath in us, we have the ability to make the difference and to offer Christ. And that's what he's talking about here. He says, what good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? In other words, we're called to be a people of action, not a people of inaction. So what action do we take? Well, you heard me say a few Sundays ago, we don't form a march and go and tear something down. That's easy to do. Oh, it's easy to get people riled up. Oh, you can easily get people riled up. Oh, my goodness gracious. I held seven of eight positions of student government at Methodist College. I promised everything to everybody and got elected every time I ran. I promised the day students wider parking spaces. I promised the soccer team a bigger field. I promised the baseball team, uh, you know, just some brand new baseballs and equipment. I didn't have the power to give any of those things, but I promised them. See, it's easy to get people riled up because we live in a lying world. People lying here and lying there. 
And they're claiming they're about freedom, and they're nothing to do about freedom. By the way, um, when somebody is losing a tennis match, why don't they just lose the match instead of whining about losing? Whatever happened to getting beat and saying, I got beat. Oh, Lord, I know all about that. Harnett Central didn't do too well. Every, when we played South Johnson, they not only beat us, they, they were rude about it, but we took it because we were being beat. What I'm saying is that our work is not always to win. Our work is to play. It is to be. It is to be active. God expects us to know what he has given us, and that is the freedom to be merciful. So when we look at the world and its troubles, we don't judge the world harshly or speak harshly of things. We have mercy because the mercy, just the mercy we extend is the mercy he has given to us. He says, show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe there is one God good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. In other words, do not think faith is measured just by you, just your belief. Faith is measured by your actions. And this is the basis of the early Christian faith. This is why it made such a difference. And so when the church was facing a society, a city that was in need, they formed a, just a ministry, a committee. They reached out and they gave ministry. They did what they need to do. See, we are a people of action. We've already had a couple of requests now today. In fact, more than two. We've had even more. We have tickets in the back from Mr. Frank that need to be sold. We have uh, just a need of someone to volunteer. We have someone who's going to look up a food bale, a cow bale of some sort. I don't know who it is yet, but somebody here, you got one. I know you do somewhere, and it's time we bring it to the church. Time we ring the bell. You notice how the preacher, he keeps asking for these things. You know, I, I, I want us to ring the bell. I want the bell to be rung so people can know it's time to eat, it's time to gather, it's time to have fellowship with one another. See, our actions, because that ringing of the bell calls people to Christ. Do something in the name of Jesus. Do something in the name of Jesus. If it's a helpless and a hopeless situation, pray God will turn it around. Do something in the name of Jesus. If it's a wound or an injury, you do not know if it's going to be okay. Hand it to Christ. Do something in the name of Jesus. If it's a family that is broken, hand it to the Lord. Do something in the name of Jesus. And if it's a church that is troubled as our church is in the greater call of losing its identity, let us name ourselves as followers of Jesus. We've been chosen. God's given us the liberty and we respond with the mercy. Let us pray. Dear Lord, be merciful to us, we pray. Open up the channels of mercy, the streams that are flowing of living water. Lord, bless us today that we may be your instruments of grace. In Jesus' holy, sweet name we pray. Amen.